We're back. So, like, I almost like it on the front end versus the back end. Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. I can't wait to eat you. Uh, certainly not. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Download it now. It's free. It's video. The wagering, the betting, which, again, is embraced by the networks and, and the teams and everything else that goes on. If it's uh, in, in, almost not saying encouraging, but people who are on the edge, they're going to try to influence th- their way to, to make the outcome a little different in, in their favor. I wonder if Power Trip Bets will start doing that. <laughs> you're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, you guys do a hell of a job. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. Nothing like a little bit of Little House on the Prairie, especially after you've drank in a 50 milligram drink and you're just laying around <laughs> watching Half Pint and her little adventures. Uh, Chris, I-, I hope if you're listening to this, that uh, that Little House on the Prairie theme just brought a little tear to your eye. Uh, Smitty, were you a big Little House guy? You know, I-, I wasn't. And it's kind of one of those things where I remember as a kid thinking that it was a really old show, but I don't think it really was. But also, I I had no idea what edibles were or anything like that. So I feel like maybe <laughs> I would have enjoyed it more if I was under the influence when I was six years old watching Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. A six-year-old with a 50-milligram drink, it might have been a completely different experience. <laughs> that's for sure. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I, I I never thought it would go there. You know, I I, I wasn't sure what I thought would happen. Um, you know, if uh, if hockey was uh, was high, but um, watching watching Little House reruns, that wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. You know, um, you you wouldn't have thought it, but once you heard it, you were like, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what Chris Hockey would do. So it makes sense <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh, and a big week on the power trip this week because uh, apparently um, it was announced in in conjunction with Marnie's 50th birthday that at some point we are going to have Molly Shannon on the power trip, which is really cool. I mean, obviously, she's she's an icon, uh, you know, Marnie's Marnie's biggest uh, her biggest fan. Um, so yeah, so it sounds like they are, they're going to track down Molly. I don't know if they'll get her in studio or just on the phone, but it sounds like we're going to get, uh, going to get to hear from Molly Shannon. Yeah, that, that's really exciting. I was a big Molly Shannon fan, um, from her days in, at SNL, but it sounds like they may not get her for a while. I'm going to guess that we're probably going to see Brett Michaels on the show first, you know, after they, they did the, the, the prank on, on Carly, they mentioned that they're going to get Brett Michaels. And I think that is, that's going to be golden when that happens. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'm obviously looking forward to that. You know, being the big uh, '80s hairband guy myself, uh, yeah, that that'll be fantastic. The only problem with that 
is I'm afraid that they're probably going to have to do their ayahuasca trip first, you know, and that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of coordination there, a lot of travel, um, who knows what the after effects of an ayahuasca trip are. So, you know, we're, we're probably not going to get to see Brett and, until at least um, after that ayahuasca trip. But the problem there, Bets, is that this ayahuasca trip is going to take a lot of coordination and it's going to require a lot of moving parts. And a lot of those parts are also part of the Vikings network. And, and as, as long as football season is happening, I, I don't see that ayahuasca trip happening until maybe early next year. I think what we need to set our sights on is before the end of this baseball season, I'm sure they're going to set the world record for gathering of dogs watching a movie because that's something that they can do before the fall and get that one knocked off. And I, I think that's going to be super fun. I can't wait for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I know a lot of the listeners are excited to be part of a world record. So yeah, I, I, that would be really cool if we could get that one done um, during the baseball season um, and, uh, and get that one knocked out. And, you know, a great way to celebrate that dog world record, you know, maybe before even the ayahuasca trip, would be to do the big MOA pub crawl, you know, because I think after, you know, do setting the dog world record that obviously deserves a celebration and the, you know, the Rubes will be excited about it, you know, and, and this is something, you know, this will be Tommy's big event of the year. The, the old MOA pub crawl, go up there to the fourth floor and, uh, and, uh, just, just hit all those bars, hang around. Everybody's inside. And I mean, really, you can do that anytime. That could be a good, sort of winter thing as you know after the dog world record we kind of transition into some colder weather i think that's perfect timing for that moa pub crawl yeah that's true i hadn't thought about that and um boy that that would be fun but but still that's going to take some coordination the moving parts involved to get everybody all to the mall of america i think i think if the if the group's going to get drunk i i i see them maybe like gathering at Creso's house or something something like that and taking care of that drunk history thing that they've mentioned they're going to do where they all get together and get smashed and, you know, talk about some historic event or, you know, maybe even talking about the history of the power trip in a, in a state of drunkenness. That's, that's one that I'm excited about too. That would be cool. You know, it'd be fun because it kind of, you know, it it might be, uh, it would start out sort of fact-based, but because everybody's drunk, it would probably uh, get a little bit crazy and fictitious right away. And, almost turn into kind of like a movie, which, you know, um, presents a bit of a challenge because I know they're going to do that power trip screening of a movie with Mr. Z there commenting on everything. So we probably don't want to do the drunk history thing, you know, which will kind of be like somewhat of a story or a movie too close to when we're doing the, uh, the power trip screening of a movie with Mr. Z. Cause you know, you just, you just don't want to go back to back on something like that. So maybe the power trip screening of the movie with Mr. Z that'll have to come after like maybe Molly Shannon or, or Brett Michaels. So um, a lot of stuff to look forward to that. All these things that the power trip is definitely going to do. And uh, boy, it's going to be an exciting couple months coming up. Gonna be one hell of a year. Plus, we're gonna have to squeeze in a twins parade here too, right? <laughs> True, twins parade, Vikings parade, and like Cocky said, the Timberwolves are also playing. Absolutely, <laughs> that was brilliant. All right, well, hopefully, <laughs> you'll be able to attend one or all of those events when they do happen, because we know they're all gonna happen. Uh, but in the meantime, we got a little show for you today. We're gonna talk some bets, of course. We'll do the quotes. In your thoughts, um, you know, love it or hate it, we have to put Taylor Swift in the in the title of this episode because uh, she's driving everything. I think our uh, I think our subscribership to our podcast will quadruple if uh, if I put Taylor Swift in the title of the podcast. So, 
even if you're uh, if you're bored of the the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift stuff, just uh, stick around for that, or maybe hit the thirty second skip on the uh, on that little segment. And then we're going to do our best take, worst take. Uh, we're going to go over each of the guys and give what we think is their best take that they repeat and their worst take that they repeat. So we'll go over that. And then we'll do quotes notes to wrap up the show today. Uh, for our Patreon section, uh, we are going to do an initials game showdown. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, the new versions of initials games are out, so we're going to use those and play. Um, so that'll be October 12th, Thursday, October 12th at 7.30. Um, so check your Patreon for the link. I'll get that sent out this week. And for prizes, I'm going to place some bets. The uh, The Chiefs are playing the Broncos on Thursday night. So I'm going to place a few different bets. And the interesting thing about it is whoever wins each game, you'll get to ch- you'll get to pick which bet I place that you want. So, you know, first game, that person will choose the first bet that they want. And the game will be going on as we're playing initials, so you can maybe kind of see how some of these bets are shaking out and see uh, which might be the better choice for you. So, um, yeah, so that should be should be fun, a chance to uh, to maybe win uh, win some money on a free bet. Um, also, I should mention that we are doing the Fantasy Hockey League for our patrons. Uh, that draft is Monday. Um, so get signed up for that. The link is out on Patreon. <clears throat> I'll probably repost it Um over the weekend, just so uh, just so you see that um, the best name so far of the people that have signed up is Musa's Goulash. Uh, I thought that was a really clever uh, team name. So uh, so well done to Musa's Goulash. Uh, so yeah, if you're into fantasy hockey, I don't know if we're putting any stakes on it or what the thing is. Phil's kind of running that, but we'll uh, we'll uh, if you're if you want to do some fantasy hockey, I haven't played it in a couple of years just because I do so much fantasy football and betting. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, follow a little more of the day to day of of hockey outside the wild. And last but not least, I got to throw in our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. They are having a $500 match deposit this weekend. So um, very exciting there. If you haven't signed up before and you've got $500 to throw around, they will instantly make it a thousand dollars. And uh, you can play lots of games on there. I did. Um, I did one on the Monday night and did, I finished like third out of 19 people. So I was excited. I only got one stupid one wrong and it was uh, the Graham Gano. I took the over and uh, that's on me for taking the over on a Giants kicker. That was uh, that was my fault. Otherwise, I got all the rest of them right and I finished third. So that was um, a fun little cash and um, always fun to play Thrive Fantasy. And don't forget, if you do sign up with Thrive Fantasy, uh, use the promo code uh, PTBETS, and um, that will uh, that will get me credit um, and let them know that uh, you're you're coming in through me, and it will ensure that you uh, lock up your uh, your deposit match. So you don't have to deposit five hundred dollars. Um, you can do twenty bucks, fifty bucks, whatever it is. They will match it, and it's a lot of fun. Really simple to play. That's PTBETS with an S, correct? That's what he does with an S. Yes, I, I need to, I need to get with my branding committee and um and and uh, get them uh get them in line because it seems like it's different whatever platform you're on. So yes, thank you for the reminder there. All right, well let's get rolling with a bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. All right. Well, we alluded to it before, but the Minnesota Twins 
finally won a playoff game. Not only did they win a playoff game, they won two. They swept the Blue Jays. Uh, but just for winning the one, Corey Cove and Ben Lieber each won $100 for meat sauce for the, uh, for the victory there for, uh, for believing, having faith in the twins that they would not only make the postseason, but actually win a game. Um, you know, I was, uh, I like I I mentioned on the last podcast. I really hoped the streak would go to 19, and then uh, we'd uh, we'd win the series. But you know, in hindsight, it's kind of cool that we swept. It gives you a lot of confidence of the, uh, in the team. Uh, the 18 game streak is long in the rearview mirror. We're on a two game winning streak. Let's go, Twins! Well, as we're recording this, we're on a two game winning streak. It depends when people are listening to this one. Um, <laughs> but I also think that. Meat sauce, that, that seems like a bet that he was happy to lose. He's, uh, he's getting into the Twins, and um, I think he'd rather see them win than make a few bucks. Definitely. Yeah. I, uh, and uh, I, and I'll be on, I, I bet on the twins both games. I, and, um, I was texting a couple of people. I was like, I am, I, I mean, this tells you that maybe our luck is turning around. The fact that not only did Minnesota sports teams win two playoff games in a row in a series, but I bet on them and they won. I'm like, that's, uh, that's, that's a massive long shot. <laughs> it, uh, it actually hits. So that's a good thing. Uh, the only other bets, uh, not a whole lot of betting going on. I think, uh, they're just, they're, uh, they're in their little, uh, lull, I guess. They're not, not, not betting on a lot of NFL and there's no golf going on right now. So the only other bets that we've got are the college football games. Um, we got Washington State versus UCLA for the, uh, Lieber Kenzemius bet. Um, so Kenzemius has UCLA minus three versus Ben and the Cougars. Um, you know Ben's uh Ben's turned on a lot of Cougars and um I I know there's a lot of Cougars out there happy that Ben bet on Washington State <laughs> this weekend. And uh the other game, the big game of course, uh Minnesota versus Michigan after the Twins game um as we record this tonight. Um that will be uh that will be fun. Uh Minnesota in prime time. Of course, sauce bet against uh PJ Fleck. Uh bonus has the Gophers. Uh, so we'll see if the uh, the Gophers can cover. I'm not holding out much hope for a win, but hey, you never know. Any given Saturday, Smitty. Yeah, and you know I'm a Gophers fan. I, I don't have any uh, Justin Kinzemius level optimism about a victory, but you know at least we can cover the spread, keep it close, make it a good game, and I'll be pretty happy. Definitely, yeah. That's uh, that's about what we can hope for. I think. I, th- I think we're all just hoping that it's not like a 45 to seven kind of game. So. All right. Well, that will do it for the bets update. Let's get to those quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. <laughs> bang and lung darts whale. All right, some good quotes for us this week. Coming in at number three, our pal Meat Sauce with kind of a random quote that came from actually a pretty clever line about, of all things, analingus. I'm talking (laughs) analingus, the airline you take to Ireland. Have you ever kissed somebody while you're on the toilet or they're on the toilet? A, no, B, why? I, I, I obviously like you said that uh, it came from uh from his uh his airline which um I think I'm going to I think I'm going to look into other airlines the next time I fly to Europe but um 
Yeah, I, I, do, I do like the fact that he delivered on the... Uh, he actually gave two items, though. The A, no, the B, Y. Yes, and it made me laugh every time I was... You know, I have to record it and then post it and all that stuff. And I just laughed. Every time he said that, his his airline joke was more clever than that. But the A, no, B, Y is just gold. <laughs> Great timing. Uh, coming in at number two, Christopher Allen Hockey is here. And as they were going through uh, some some music and a salt and pepper song started, and well, he had this to say. I'd still love to disappoint these ladies. Oh, yeah. So would I. That record would stop if I was walking that beach. I'd be like, oh my God, what is that thing? Exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love that one because uh, even in Hawk's fantasies, he's still a disappointment. He's uh yes, he's realistic in his theater of the mind, and I I I just think that is so Christopher Hockey. He needs and to he also needs to find an opportunity Hockey, to sing on stage with them. I, I don't know if he knows enough of their music. I I think he maybe would uh, catch a, catch up with the chorus, maybe, but I'm I'm not sure. Maybe I maybe I don't know Chris Hockey's Salt and Pepper knowledge as well as i think i do (laughs) he's got to have a catalog (laughs) and of course coming in at number one also chris hockey with a two-time quote of the week nomination um he's got a quote here about well i'll I'll let you listen to it but then my favorite part about this quote is uh cory cove's follow-up to it at the end I like those songs that tease you, tickle your little anus yeah. until until all of a sudden they kick in and just slam her home. Tickle your anus and slam her home. You know the title of the podcast. You like songs with a lot of foreplay. I, I do. Wow. Which is the exact opposite of what I like in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I got things to do. Let's You're a wham bam thank you, ma'am. You like in the bedroom, you basically like sad but true. Just that's right. um yeah that was that was uh that was brilliant um i think there's probably a lot of songs that could be uh could be referenced there but that was pretty good for on the fly yeah that was a good list uh and i think earlier in the day we had been listening to we were in the car that peter gabriel song with the big drum solo at the end or no is that peter gabriel in the air is that uh, phil collins well either way that was on phil collins there you go and we were listening to that song and we were about five minutes from our destination and we got where we were going before the big drum solo at the end. So that whole, that tickling your anus before it gets slammed home was, was on my mind that day. (laughs) That's awesome. It's time for the weekly segment of your thoughts. Copyright dark star. All right. Well, uh, this is the part where you can skip ahead if you don't like Taylor Swift or if you're tired of everything, but you know, one of the, there's actually two big benefits to living in Kansas City while all this stuff is going on. Because number one, uh, because Taylor Swift is now here in Kansas City and spending time here, um, as the guys always mention, of course, we all get to bed her. So that's, um, you know, that's, that's a huge benefit for all the guys here in Kansas City. So I, I think there's like a big sign up list going around, but, um, very, very cool that Taylor's in town and, and we all get to bed her. But the other thing that's really cool is, um, you know, you, you get some inside information. You know, I've, I've got a few sources, uh, here and there, people that know a few things about the Chiefs. And I got sent an email this week. Um, you know, uh, obviously the joke has been that, um, you know, she's already working on breakup songs. 
uh, for Travis Kelsey, uh, since she writes uh, breakup songs about most of her relationships. Um, but I, you know, I can confirm, uh, she actually is working on breakup songs with Travis Kelsey. Uh, so I was, I was including the email, um, buddy of mine that works for the Chiefs, uh, forwarded it to me because I guess somebody took some notes from when she was in the suite. That's apparently what she was writing when she was in the suite. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna run a few of these by you, Smitty, and, um, we'll see if you'll, if you like any of these. Um, the first one, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought this was kind of lame, but she, uh, it's, it's called Taking a Big L is the name of the song. And one of the lyrics from it simply says, I never thought we'd be apart, but then you went and made Gronk look smart. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty low blow right there. We've seen Gronk's uh, commercials and the guy has the acting chops of a post. We've seen Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live and he may not be great, but he is not Gronk level. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like she was she was taking a little low. I think that was probably maybe just, you know, like an early idea or something. I just I, I don't know. I I wasn't too impressed by that one and I, I love Gronk. God love Gronk. So I you know, he I, I, I hope that one doesn't become a massive hit for her. Now, the second one um that I saw the lyrics for, it was called Cut. I don't know if that's just a working title or or what just cut c-u-t um but the lyric that went with it was you can't make the team if you're sitting in the tub and you got cut from mine because you're in the thumb club <laughs> wow that's that's a little personal information right there i i don't know what to think about that one yeah i, I mean i i know i know travis kelsey's no Vasante shanko but uh you know i i can neither confirm nor deny if he's in the thumb club but man that's uh Whew, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty tough one to to put on somebody. That's aggressive, right. but it is a clever turn of phrase. So I'll give her credit for that. Yes, absolutely. Now, the the third one, um, it was just the title of the song. Um, I didn't see I didn't see any lyrics to go along with this one, uh, but it was simply called Kansas Shitty. <laughs> I actually I saw this one also. I must have it must have leaked on Twitter, and it was it was one of those parenthetic titles in. In front of it, it says, you are so, and then Kansas shitty. Oh. So I thought that was creative. Yep, you're right. You're right. That is uh, that is the case. I've seen that here in the email now. You're right. I, I, left the, I left out the parenthetical. So yes, you are so Kansas shitty. So, wow, that one's, uh, I don't think that'll play too well here, but that might, that might, that might get some traction elsewhere. I'm just thinking in some of the rival cities, uh, you know, the the big Kansas City Oakland rivalry. I know the, they're in Las Vegas now, but I'm sure that'll get a lot of play on those airwaves. Oh, definitely, yeah, absolutely. So that could that could definitely be a hit for her. And the last one that was on the the email that I was sent, song uh, the song title is '87. Um, obviously, Travis Kelsey's number. But um, the lyric goes, I'll wear your 87 every now and then, but you'll never be 69 again. <laughs> again, getting really personal with these lyrics. And I, I, I'm not a big Swifty mind, but I think she's usually a little bit more subtle with the digs that she gives to her exes. This is she's just being really out there. That's I, I don't know if I agree with this, this strategy. Yeah, I don't know. She's being uh she's being a little bit aggressive. So ho- hopefully the kids just stay together. It works. There's lots of Kelsey Swifty babies and you know everything goes. But uh the with the over under being the Super Bowl on when they break up, uh this uh we might be seeing some of these songs hit the airwaves in early 2024. 
I, I look forward to it. But I think the NFL is enjoying this added uh, uh, fan base that they've got. So the powers that be are going to keep those two together as long as they can, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, um, it's time. We're uh, we're going to debut a new segment. Um, so this is a uh, best and worst. And now it's time for another installment of You're the best of the best and the worst of the power trip. All right. So the idea behind this is we're going to do the best and worst. And we're going to, we're going to just uh, do the big three guys, sauce, Hawk and Corey. Um, and what I challenged you to do this week, Smitty was uh, come up with your, uh, the best take that each one of them has and the worst take that each one of them has. So we could start with anyone you want to, um, but why don't we, why don't we do the, the best take first and then we'll do the worst take. So who do you want to start with? Okay. Well, I'm thinking, um, at least the first one on my list, I've got Corey and for Corey's best take, there, there were a few that I agreed with, but I'm going to go with, um, one that was kind of surprising for me, his take on Weezer. And how King of Wheels, Weezer's catalog, the Blue Album, the Green Album, um, I think Pinkerton was in there also, that that is good Weezer. And the reason this one surprised me is because I like a lot of their later stuff, but as I went through and did research and I looked at their catalog, there's fantastic stuff in those three albums. And then after that, there's maybe a song here or there, but definitely front-loaded. I, I agree, Corey's take on Weezer is a good take. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I, I can't disagree too much. I'm not a huge Weezer guy, but yeah, those, those, those first few albums are fantastic. I have those and yeah, that's a, a solid take. I like that. Um, obviously my, I'm a little biased, but, uh, my, uh, Corey best take is easily life is better with money on the line. Um, that's been his <laughs> phrase for a long time. Um, and it, it's so true. Um, it's, I find it very hard to, uh, to watch something I don't care about unless I have a, a financial interest in it. Um, and yeah, so, and you can, you can bet on a lot of things. So you can always, you can always make something a little bit more interesting, um, with, by putting a little, uh, putting a little grease on it. So, um, I'll go with, uh, life is better with money on the line. All right. What's your worst core? What's Corey's worst take in your opinion? Corey's worst take, and this might be controversial. Uh, I am a huge Star Wars fan, and Corey goes back, back to this well often that he says that episode one is hands down, easily, not even close, the worst of the Star Wars movies. And I think that is a bad take. I think, I think that if you go back, and like I said, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but if you're going to list bad Star Wars movies, I would put The Last Jedi underneath The Phantom Menace. I would put Attack of the Clones under The Phantom Menace. I think The Rise of Skywalker was terrible. And I, as as a parent of a couple of um, upper teenage kids, they love The Phantom Menace. And they, they that's a huge memory for them, just like us watching Chewbacca in Episode 4 was, was part of our childhood. Episode 1 actually holds up. With the one exception of the midichlorian scene, let's get rid of that garbage, and then it's it's actually not a bad film. All right, um, I'm not much of a Star Wars guy, so I will uh, I will defer to you, and that sounds like a pretty solid take on your part. So uh, sorry, Corey. <laughs> 
from my perspective, I struggle with this one a lot because uh, it, it's kind of hard to explain my viewpoint a little bit. But uh, his whole butterfly effect thing, I think he way overblows it. And part of me hesitated to put that on here just because he admits that he overblows it and overthinks it. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of that. But, um, you know, the idea that tiny little changes, uh, you know, are going to create some massive change in the universe. I mean, that's, that's been debunked a lot at the like at the quantum level that, you know, small changes really don't do anything. And the universe is very self-repairing as far as that. I mean, obviously, big changes are going to have a huge impact. You know, you choose one employer versus another. I mean, you're, it's going to yes, it's going to massively uh, you know, affect your career trajectory. But, you know, sometimes they'll talk about things like, well, if I turn left out of my subdivision or verse, I turn right, then like smartphones aren't invented. And I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> like that's, uh, that's just not the case. <laughs> so uh, I think it gets overblown just a little bit, the butterfly effect. And uh, yeah, I, uh, yes, there, certain certain decisions you make definitely make changes down the line. That's absolutely true. But I think it gets massively overblown because the, the original idea with the butterfly effect was that a butterfly flaps its wings and creates like a tornado weeks later, you know. And um, I just think like in uh, in 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 the real world, in what we deal with on a day to day basis, the tiny little decisions that you make uh, have almost zero change to the, to the universe. Maybe some small changes in your own life, but very little change to the universe so all right what's uh let's go to hawk next why don't you give us your best hockey's best take sure as i thought about hockey's best take the one that i kept coming back to was one that he comes back to a lot and that is their success on the show comes from good content not gimmicks and you know i just imagine all their meetings with chad abbott and and just Chris Hockey being like, we're we're making good content. We're putting stuff into the show. Who cares what social media we're doing? Who cares what video we're posting? Who cares what you know what cute gimmick we're doing? But let's just keep making good content because that's what keeps people listening to our show, and that's 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 what's important. So that's hockey's. That's my favorite of hockey's takes. Yeah, I agree, and they do they do a good job of. Um... You know, he he really focuses on the show first and everything else is secondary. So that's um, yes, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, mine's slightly different for my uh, for my hockey's best take. And it is every time he says it, I am just like, hell yes, brother and pumping my fist. And that is his take that if you are going through the drive through at Dairy Queen, do not order hot food. Get your hot eats inside the Dairy Queen. The drive through lane is for those of us that want our cool treats. We don't want to wait 15 minutes for our blizzard because you need, you know, a burger that they have to grill. You know, go inside, get your food, leave the drive through lane for us. That DQ drive through lane is so damn slow. And, uh, and, and I need me a cool treats and he is, he is 100% correct on that take. That's true. I hadn't thought about that one, but that is a great take. You're absolutely correct. All right. As opposed what... to, I'm going to go, I'm going to transition over into hockey's bad take and just a, a little quick aside here. So at the, at the Um residence, there, there was, there was a day where I, uh, I went to go ask my son about something. And so I knocked on his door and I went in his room. And I was horrified to see what was on his TV. He was watching the TV show SWAT, which takes me to hockey's worst take, and that is network TV dramas and things like SWAT and NCIS 
and the equalizer and just one after the other. And there is nothing worse than than network TV dramas. So stop watching those, Hawk, and stop telling us about about those. Yeah, but it, 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 what, how are you? I'm I'm appalled. What are you going to do with that Chicago Fire, Chicago Ambulance, Chicago Trolley? <laughs> I mean, what, what, I can't I can't imagine how your week would survive. I know, and then and then the CIS Las Vegas and CIS New York and CIS Delano and just one <laughs> after the other. I get it, but no, <laughs> no, not, not for me. CIS Matamidi ought to be interesting. See if they have any Tommy Olsen <laughs> episodes. All right. Ooh, well, that's not for networks. Yes. Um, well, my that's worst HBO take... content right there <laughs> for sure. Well, my worst take for Hawk is uh, absolutely the, the, this immediately sprang to mind. I could not think of anything else that would at all supplant it. And that is his propensity to uh, take a bowl of cereal pour milk over it and put it in the refrigerator overnight and then eat it in the morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? Every time he says that I like never want to eat cereal ever again. It just sounds cold and gross and disgusting. And mealy. I mean, I'm one of those people like I will, when I have cereal uh, in the morning, I will, a lot of times I, I have meetings early in the morning. And so I'll eat my breakfast during like the initial meetings and, I will, if I'm eating cereal, I will pour a cup of milk and I will not pour that cup of milk on the cereal until the moment I am ready to eat the cereal. I hate soggy cereal. And that just sounds so disgusting to me. <laughs> that uh, again, you nailed it. That is a hundred percent. I don't, I do not understand how he does that. Oh, that's the worst. All right. What is sauce's best take <laughs> of all time? Sauce's best take and this is just one of my favorite things about listening to Vikings Preem. And I, I, I was actually listening with my son, and I said, oop, they're going to come back after this break, and they're going to make their predictions. And Meat Sauce is going to predict the final score is going to be 47-2. to two. And whatever I said was exactly the score that Sauce said, and my son looked at me like he, he's never respected me more than in that moment. But I just love that that take by Sauce that – what a waste of time these predictions are and where, you know, I think it's going to be 35 to, to 17 and you think it's going to be, and just who cares? And so I just love how he throws that out there as a way of like dismissing what, what difference does it make? What meat sauce thinks about the score of this game. So I, I just love that take. I love it too. And I especially love it when he will, you know, the whole time, the whole build up to it, he'll be saying how, you know, the Vikings are going to dominate this game. It should do really good in the passing game. Their defense should do really well in this matchup. And then he picks the other team to win. That's brilliant. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, my sauce is best take. Um, he got on this uh, a few months ago, and he is absolutely dead on with this. Um, and it's that Minnesota sports fans are fine with their teams being just okay. That is so true so freaking true and it like it drives me crazy it's part of the reason i started the whole like hashtag hang banners thing because you know it's like yay look what we did and it's just you know like okay this stuff is nice and you know i put those out there sarcastically it's like yeah it's kind of cool that that happened but who cares? We want titles. We want championships. I mean, you know, it's just, it's frustrating when it's like, whoa, yay, we, we won here. And, you know, as excited I am about the twins, you know, it's like, I would love it for the twins to win the World Series. I don't want them to just win a playoff game or win a series. I want it all, baby. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a thing. And like I said, I, 
Because and, and I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He really is, but he's the epitome of this because Minnesota sports fans have just like they love Kirk Cousins. They love that he was on Netflix. They and it's like, yeah, but he's Kirk Cousins. I'm like, you know, it's like he's not elite. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be remembered on the top 100 greatest players of all time. And yes, he's better. And and that's the whole mentality too. It's the whole, well, we could do way worse. And it's like, yeah, we could, but I want elite. I want championships and sauce is dead on. We are, we're, we're thrilled to be just okay. That is absolutely true. And uh, I found myself when the twins won this series, I, I had tickets to go to game three of the series. And I found myself kind of rooting against the Twins because I wanted to be able to go to this game until I realized, well, if they go, if they win, there's another round. And it, it like it didn't even occur to me that there was going to be a second round of the playoffs that I could get tickets to. And that it brought home my own uh, Minnesota mediocrity. <laughs> you're so scarred. You're like, oh, really? There's a second round? What happened? <laughs> right, right. Oh, um, awesome. And speaking of second round, that actually that takes me right into my – uh, worst meat sauce take, and this one I went a little more pop culture heavy than you did, but I'm back to it with this one. Uh, Sauce's take on movie sequels is not good. I know that they always talk about Back to the Future and Indiana Jones and the you know the original versus the sequel and what's the best and what's the worst, and he always goes with the exact wrong answer. Uh, BT squared F two Back to the Future Part two and Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, the first sequels for these great franchises. Those two are easily the worst of those trilogies. And I'm not counting the the later Indiana Jones, um, Crystal Skull. I haven't even seen the new one, whatever that one is. But at least for those original trilogies, Meat Sauce's favorites just don't hold up. I remember when I was a kid, I loved both of those movies. They might have been my favorite also. But upon rewatch, as I've like watched them with my kids, I'm just like, man, these are not good movies. The plots are are just goofy and silly and the acting is the worst of the three movies. So that's uh that's Meat Sauce's bad take is uh trilogy second movies are bad. <laughs> yeah, I I I would tend to agree with that. Although the name BT Squared F2 is one of the most uh brilliant names um of all time. <laughs> I think that's credit to Dov, but um I'm gonna stick in the uh in the uh media world with Meat Sauce as well. Um, you know, I, I, I had two with meat sauce that, uh, like I agree with a lot of him. Uh, these two always stand out to me. Um, it's his Bon Jovi take, uh, that he thinks Bon Jovi is awful, which they're absolutely not. But I will defer on that one simply because, you know, um, music tastes, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to criticize somebody for their music tastes, um, in general. So, um, so he doesn't like Bon Jovi, whatever. That's, uh, it's not a good take, but I'm not going to make it my list. Easily his worst take is that Seinfeld is stupid. Um, I, 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 I want to believe it's just a bit or that he, you know, has just never really had the opportunity to watch more than a handful of episodes. You know, if he really sat down and watched it, the only difference between Seinfeld and Curb is that the laugh track and the swearing. And if that's enough for him to go from absolutely loving and worshiping Curb Your Enthusiasm to hating Seinfeld, um, he's got a problem. Um, no, Se- Seinfeld is great. Um, I, 
I mean, it's it's one of one A with Seinfeld and Curb for me. Uh, they're just they're both brilliant. Larry David's a genius, and uh, yeah, I I just I've never understood that. And you know, and and there's so many pop culture references that you know usually something he's all over that I think he misses out on uh, be, by not being a Seinfeld fan. So um, come on, so, let's watch some Seinfeld. I gotta agree with you, Chuck, and and I would say your your takes are completely correct. I assume that mine are completely correct. I think we have correctly broken down the good and bad takes, but I'd be curious if we've got listeners who think we're wrong, let us know areas where we are wrong. What are our bad takes or our good takes on this list too, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> there there are none of those, right? I, I, I've never been wrong. All my bets have ever, <laughs> that I've ever placed have always cashed. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's time for quotes and notes. Smitty, what do you have for us this week? Just a couple notes from me today. Um, congratulations to the fan dads in the initials final of the 45 people. How crazy is it that the three fan dads are making up the, the final? I think they're they're all good. I, I agree with Corey that it's probably a, a, a little edge to AJ, maybe 40, 30, 30, but I am not surprised at any of those of those guys winning. Who do you have in the final? Um, it, it's it's got to be AJ, right? I mean, it's gonna it'll piss off some people uh, that are tired of AJ always winning uh, things. But I mean, there's no way you bet against AJ. I mean, even up maybe with odds, you know, maybe I don't know, you go with somebody else. But you know, and I'm I'm somewhat proud of myself because I had um, for my uh, for the finals, I had AJ Sauce and Justin Guard. So I had two of the three finalists called, um, but um, uh, but I had Sauce unfortunately instead of Nordo with AJ winning. So yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with AJ. Um, my initials guess for the finals in the bracket that we did was TM. So we'll see if uh, if somehow magically uh, those initials could come up. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun tournament. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, hopefully it's a good final. Like Corey said, that, you know the head to head could get out of hand quickly. So hopefully. It's a good final and there's a little bit of a sweat, but um, I just, I don't see any way that AJ doesn't win. Yep. I, I agree. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Corey did a great job putting everything together. And uh, my other note is just a real quick, today is my son Smitty Jr.'s 17th birthday. So I'm no, I'm sure he's never going to listen to this podcast, but happy birthday, Smitty. Wow. That's awesome. 17 years old. Just uh one year from being able to vote and uh, control this country. So that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Well, and also go to mystic and gamble. Well, duh. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I always, I always forget that, you know, it, 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 18 versus 21 with gambling. Cause you know, what do I care? I'm, you know, it doesn't affect me, but yeah, it is always weird that like, you know, Vegas and a lot of places are 21 and a lot of the sports books have gone to 21 now too. Cause they've, there's been different lawsuits about that too, but yes, take them to mystic a year from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are your takes or what are your notes for today? All right, just a few too, uh, mostly from my uh, quick trip up to Minnesota last weekend. So went to the Viking game. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was cool. I got to meet Chad Greenway for the very first time at the old Grey Duck booth. So that was that was real. He is a big dude. Like holy cow! I mean, you know, you see him out on the football field, but 
Um, I'm usually as tall or taller than most people. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a big dude. So it was, it was cool to meet him. Also got to meet Suzanne, um, from Honey and Mackie's fame. She is amazing. And it was, uh, it was really cool to see her and hang out with her a little bit before the, uh, before the game and drink some of those, uh, gray duck, um, caribou coffee things. Those are really, really good. Like they warm you up if it's, if it's a little bit chilly tailgating, uh, before a game. So. That was, that was a lot of fun. But the main reason I'm bringing that up is, uh, I, I just want to apologize to all the listeners out there. I was one of the people in the stadium being a little bit too loud on that last drive and, <laughs> you know, distracting Kirk Cousins and, you know, he couldn't hear. So KOC, you're a hundred percent right. We, we were being too loud. God forbid we, we'd be loud. You know, I, I was actually pissed at a lot of the twins fans. Um, you know, at, at the two games there, they, they were being so loud. There was, there was a good chance that, you know, the pitchers wouldn't be able to hear, you know, hear the right signals to throw with the right pitch. I'm like, you know, you just, you gotta be careful guys. I mean, KOC is right. We, we need to shut up. So, um, so my sincere apologies. If I cost us that Chargers game, um, I, I didn't mean to. Well, but in your defense, I believe what you were yelling was throw it into the end zone. And if they had listened to that, maybe they would have had a chance. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I was because I didn't want I didn't want him to clock it there, honestly, because I felt like you need four plays. But there were 35 seconds. You don't need to clock it. It's just get up to the line and frickin throw the ball, you know, but uh, frustrating, of course. So <laughs> <laughs> And then um, the next morning, um, I got the opportunity to play golf with the common man. So that was a whole lot of fun. We played with our buddy Jeff, um, who's a who's a big golfer. He'd come up um, for that. And so, yeah, the three of us uh, played a round of golf together. And I will tell you, if you love common, uh, if you ever get the opportunity to play golf with him, it is 100% common. Like, you know, because you always hear that about him, that he's always the same guy on the air, off the air, and everything. It, it, for the, for the, you know, three and a half hours I spent with him, I could tell you it is, he is exactly the same, the same bits, the same mentality. The foot, the, the, one of the funniest things to me is it was kind of, it was raining. It rained for like the first hole. Um, and then it cleared up and it was a beautiful day, but, um, he, uh, he gets out of his car, like Jeff and I are standing there just kind of chit-chatting, um, common pulls up, um, and it's just, it's literally the three of us and, um, the guy running the golf course, uh, are the only people there. And, um, so Jeff and I are talking, common gets out of his car and the very first words, he just announces basically to the world. He goes, he just goes, the game is played outdoors. And, uh, <laughs> Like, that is so common. He's just, <laughs> you know, because he says that all the time about golf. It's like one of the only games that's played outdoors. They play everything else inside. So he just, and I don't know really who he was directing it to or who he was talking to. He just kind of to almost like talking to, almost like carrying on a monologue with himself. But it was, it was a lot of fun. He knows that course so well. We played at Loggers Trail. Um, so, you know, he knows that course like the back of his hand and he was, it was, it was really cool because, you know, he, he helped on a lot of holes, you know, and made it, um, made it a little easier, kind of gave us some uh, targets to aim at. Um, Just super fun, super nice guy. Uh, Could not have had more fun playing golf with a common man. Yeah, that's amazing. Where'd you hit it on one? (laughs) Honest to God, I took a picture of him because I... Like I just had to, and uh, yeah, he 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 hit it right up the gut, and I also hit it right up the gut, which I was like, ah, that's perfect. Wow, that's amazing. I'm jealous. 
Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, um, my last one, so this is a little, this is, uh, you know how people will subtweet, like where they'll tweet something that they know somebody else is going to see, but they don't tag the person in it, but it's directed towards them. This is like sub podcasting, although I don't think the people that this is directed at, um, are going to ever listen to this, but, um, it's, it's been interesting the last couple of weeks, uh, and I see this all the time on Twitter where somebody will claim that they know someone or that they're friends with someone, but then they're like tweeting at them. And I'm like, uh, so, so this is the power trip bets standard for knowing someone. Um, if you are not able to direct message them or text them, you don't know them. So, um, tagging someone in a tweet is not knowing someone. Um, so that's just, that's my little standard. For example, we'll, a little callback here. They say you're supposed to do callbacks from time to time. Callback to Chad Greenway. I met Chad Greenway before the Vikings game, took a nice picture with him, shook his hand, had a little chit chat, you know, about K-Fan and, and a few things. And, um, you know, but um, I, I, I have no ability to direct message Chad Greenway. I do not have Chad Greenway's phone number to text him. Therefore, I do not know Chad Greenway. Have I met Chad Greenway? Absolutely. I do not know Chad Greenway. So um, so that's that's my little standard there for whether or not you actually know someone. I'm glad you're taking a stand on this. I, that's something that bugs me too. And that, you know, I, I struggle with that when I talk about the power trip people, cause friendly, you know, ask me what I'm doing and I'll talk about power trip stuff and, Oh, do you know those guys? And well, I don't know. Do, what exactly does that mean? So I'm glad you're, you're out there defining what exactly does it mean? Yes, definitely. If you can, you know, D- DM, you know, definitely, you know, if you can text them, yeah, then, then you're kind of like at that level. But yeah, if, if, if your only connection to the person is tagging them on Twitter, you don't know them. So, uh, I love sub podcasting. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that will do it for this week's show. Uh, good luck to all the Minnesota sports teams out there. It's a fun time of year. I mean, win or lose, you know, it's it's exciting to kind of just have some of these big games. I mean, Gophers, Michigan, Chiefs, Vikings, Twins, second round playoffs. I mean, just a uh, good time of year. Plus hockey starting up, basketball starting up. Um, it's October is the best sports month of the year easily. So super excited for it. In the meantime, Smitty, where can they find you at? As always, if you're looking for bad photoshopping and other power trip nonsense, at Oom Smitty on Twitter. Otherwise, if you're just looking for my power trip quote content, at Power Trip Quotes, also on Twitter. All right. And I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets and PT Bets on Instagram. And I did hold up my promise. I did. I um, I put a photo of Jeff and me in common on Instagram at PT Bets. So you can uh, see that there. That's the, So I, I'm good on Instagram for about another six months, I think. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I don't ever go on Instagram. <laughs> uh, very rarely for me, but it, it, it's fun. It's disorganized, but it is, it's fun every once in a while. So, all right. Well, thanks guys for listening and have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now.